A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, hello and welcome to Bretton Tips Free Circus. My name is Cliff. Hello, I'm Brett. Howdy. Uh, hello, um, Brett. I can see a new feature behind you. Can you really? It, it's, it's that gothic mirror that you don't well, like, it's, isn't it? But it's, I didn't say I don't like it. I found it very spooky when it was in the dark, but now it's uh-huh. it's in place, in situ. Unfortunately, the subsidence hasn't been corrected as I yet. I mean, it's it's weird that um, there's that spooky uh, Victorian child's face appearing in the mirror behind you, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that, that, that came as a feature. It came as a feature. I, uh, I said, have you got any cursed mirrors? And they said, well, we've got one. <laughs> can you see the partition? No, because it looks, it looks like a building. Uh, I can see it now. Got Why have you got more, lights on it? A little bit more context there. A little bit more context now. Why have you got lights hanging down from it? Um, You know what, Brett? Ask the missus. <laughs> <laughs> because anything that you can put pillows or lights on are, are good things, aren't they? Just let's put pillows there. You don't need pillows there. Yeah. I'm putting pillows there. Yeah. Right? Who's going to rest don't ahead? Lie, don't lie on them pillows. Right? Because <laughs> right? they're for sure. Yeah, Who's, what's that about? What, what, which which one of the woodland creatures is going to rest their head on this tiny pillow today? <laughs> <laughs> when I play on my game, I have a leaning pillow. All okay, right. is it with an elbow or the? Yeah, yeah. So like okay. I, I I play my game on the bed, so I, I need something. To I like how rest it's just elbow your on. game, the one one game that you play. Always the <laughs> it's same. Just, it's just the one game, of course it is. Okay, Paperboy. And, uh, and we all know it's Ludo. <laughs> it's Paperboy. Okay. And, uh, so w- whenever I'm playing Paperboy, you know, delivering the uh, the papers and stuff uh-huh. like that, hoping to get onto that assault course bit at the end, <laughs> <laughs> which I obviously never do because many... I like run into a dog. How many people do you think have ever got to the assault course or no even know of its <laughs> know of its existence? I know. I think I've been I've been close to it, and I've saw the start of it, but I don't think I've ever been on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when I when I'm playing on paper, I need a leaning pillow. I mean, I need one. So uh-huh, she's got like so loads far. of pillows on the bed. She's give me leaning pillow away to me son, so I didn't have that. So I, I I thought, oh, I'll borrow one of these lovely pillows off the bed and lean on that. I got. Wrong, didn't I? The lean yeah, on the good off. pillows. Yeah, that's from next. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's it for? What is its purpose? Well, what is a pillow's purpose if you kind of lean on it? I know, well, that's what I'm saying, but what 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 is this one's perceived purpose if not it, if it's not for lean? sure? 
I'm looking at them now. They're on the bed. They're on the bed. Just you know, they're placed nicely. They look nice, but they've got no function other no, than Brett, looking nice. Has anybody ever walked into a house and been impressed by a pillow? <laughs> well, you'll have to ask, would not you? You'll have to ask prospective buyers. I would imagine. <laughs> I was on the fence, I don't but know. yeah, Steve. I'm not really sure about whether we should pay the £150,000 for this house or not. I know, Emma, but did you not see the array of pillows on the bed? You know, they won't they won't come with the house, of course, because they belong no. to the current owner. Exactly. But uh, just imagine we could also set up an array of pillows in the same way. I think it's uh, worth the money. <laughs> I'll tell you what does sell uh, a house on those house-selling programmes. Mm -hmm. A nice guitar. If you've got a nice guitar, just stand in somewhere. Come there. Oh, never been touched, but it's standing there. Just leaning in a corner. That's the house gone after that, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Hey, Cliff, I, I was accused of eating the dog's ham this week. Oh, yeah? Is that, what is the dog's ham? Apparently, the dog has his own ham. Is it hidden away? Is it the waffle thin ham? It, it is quite waffle thing, yes. It was. It, it looked rather succulent, so I, I, <laughs> okay. I thought, you know, if it's in the fridge, it's mine, surely. But no, it's it's for the dog. He has a tablet with it. He's not going to have his tablet now. <laughs> What's I, his I tablet for? His medication. I didn't know worms or something. I didn't know, man. God, <laughs> didn't even know you had him. I didn't even know he had a special place in the fridge where he kept his stuff. <laughs> Eating the dog's tongue. <laughs> I was it was like the Gestapo after I'd ate the ham. Shocking. So that's what's happened to me this week. How's happened to you? Uh no, nah, not really. I've it's been quite quiet and uneventful. That's not much mm -hmm. that's not great content, is it? But uh, not, not much. It's truthful. <laughs> it's truthful though, isn't it? But you know what? What listeners know they can get when they come to this podcast is the is the the honest truth, whether that's an eventful <laughs> the, truth, the bland truth, the bland truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they that's what they expect, and that's what they get. I mean, I put it? that in. Our, I put it in our Twitter bio. To be honest, <laughs> it is. Britain Cliffs Free Circus, the bland truth, the bland truth. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, I don't think I've done much. No, um, played football the other night. I'm back, back at football. Mm -hmm. Um, that was good. Scored, scored uh, two in two weeks now. So I've, I'm happy with that ratio. Um, it's a good ratio. It was a decent goal as well. Although somebody today described it as a toe poke, and it was not. I'd be, I would, <laughs> I would own the toe poke if I'd done that. But it was uh -huh. more of a, more of a swinging leg. That just a swing turned, and leg turned out all right. <laughs> a swing and leg toe poke. That's all. No, no toe poke. <laughs> well, why have you been accused? Must have looked but, a bit like a toe poke. Well, maybe from where this fella was, the centre half, mm -hmm. it might have done, but he wasn't on top of it. I, I was going to say I watched him um, before because obviously England lost. If anybody didn't know. And I had to console me tearful son who was really upset and oh, stuff like that. But there you go. Um, but before that, I watched the 1966 World Cup. Okay. Right? That was on Channel 4 in mm -hmm. colour, no I less. I saw right? that, yeah, yeah. All right. It was very good. But the commentators were having the German keeper's life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was 
he's making saves and stuff like that. And he went, the the, the commentator went, you've made a right meal of that. Just because he died for the ball. Had <laughs> <laughs> his life. Didn't even do anything. Well, they're really they were really commentators. There was this, there was, I, there were, I didn't recognise the guy's voice. And uh, the, the core commentator was some Scottish guy. I don't even, it was probably a footballer in the 1950s or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I guess. Have a clue, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. I enjoy, I didn't enjoy. Well, I did enjoy the match, but we lost. I mean, well done for getting to the final. Nobody's done that for fifty-one year, fifty-five years. You know, so mm-hmm. fair play. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got players who've won lots of stuff. I do think the difference is the manager and Southgate's done a great job, and he's a great bloke. And you know, he well, all the things we were questioning his tactics earlier on, they all turned out all right. But I think. The difference in the final is you had those two hard bastards at the back for Italy who know what to do to win a game, whether that's by dirty deeds or just by being good. And I think the same with Mancini. He's he's a winner, right? He's won he's won leagues, he's won leagues as players, managers, and he knew what to do. Yeah. So uh, I think that was yeah. the main difference. But like not taking anything away from the England lads, like Nah. They should have, you know, football at the end they of the could day, have easily know? won. I felt, I really, really felt for Jordan Pickford, who had a great tournament, and he did, you know, he did his job. If you, if you save two penalties, you, you've got to think that you've done your bit, and it's going to go through. Um, yeah, I agree. But, he definitely did his job. I thought he was excellent, Pickford. He was, yeah. It was yeah one game where. It went to his head a little bit. He lost his head a little bit in one of them. Um, his kicking was off and stuff like that. But apart from that, I thought it was I thought it was absolutely class, wonderful. But penalties again, you know, but they, yeah. they can happen. Penalties, yeah. You know, you all, know what I mean? so, all, all too predictable way to lose. But you know, uh. yeah. <laughs> hey, I watched that uh, nobody film last night. Oh, what do you think? That you told us. I thought it was all right. I it was a uh, cartoon violence. Yeah, yeah wasn't I mean, it? It's not gonna like win any awards or out like that, but it's no. enjoyable, and I like uh, Bob Odenkirk. He was good. Yeah, he's good. Very, very thin, isn't he? Lost a lot of weight, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like instead of bulking up, he just looked like a, a bloke, like a normal dad, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Is it a wig? Do you think, or has he had a hair transplant? I think he's maybe he's had a transplant. Yeah, I don't know. We could always him. ask him. He looked all right, didn't good. he? Good. Yeah. Not wrong with it, is there? And also, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd's appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Scotland around with a shotgun. A little bit over the top, but uh, funny. <laughs> it was. It was just a, It was just an enjoyable film. It was. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, it's not, not uh, going to win an Oscar or anything like that. But it was still enjoyable. That's, yeah, that's it was what good. Tell you what I've watched this week, which I found very enjoyable. There's a new documentary about, I don't know if you've heard them, Brett, a rock band called Kiss. That's K-I-S-S. Ooh. No, I haven't heard of them. Okay. Is one dressed as a dog? I think it's a cat, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say his name was? Star Scream or someone. Star Sailor. Star Hat. Star Hat, yes. Star Man. Star, Star Man. Hat. No, the guitarist and singer, Paul Stanley's name was Star Child. That's what he was called. Um, Star Child. Star Child, yeah. Right. And Gene Simmons is the demon. Um, right. The drummer was the one that was dressed like a cat, but I don't know if he had a name because nobody cared. And Nobody um, cares the, about the drummer. The guitarist is called Ace Freely, 
and he had just like different different face paint, didn't he? he had like silver. He didn't paint. stick to one. No, no, but like it didn't really have a theme. I don't think. Are you a fan of Kiss? Because I'm not a fan, really. Well, I like a few of their songs, but mm-hmm. after watching this documentary, I, I'm a bit more enamoured with them because it's in two parts. It's very long. The first part is them from being kids up to what they class themselves as selling out in the late right. 70s and early 80s, where they became like, massive. Like big stadium gigs and yeah. stuff. Um, but the mm. bit about them like making the band and who the what they were like and all like what they were trying to do and how they ended up with a face paint and stuff and how they just mm-hmm. went like that and thought this will be different and we'll get noticed and how that all worked out was was really really fascinating and that early right. stuff that first couple of albums is like it's just like rock and roll stuff before they went like yeah. stupid big like hair metal and all of that in the 80s it, it's it uh-huh. was good i enjoyed it like i really really enjoyed it i would i would recommend it like to anybody who's a music fan um whether uh-huh. you think you like kiss or not even if you do know a couple of songs and know of them it was it's fun it's fun it's really good well the best thing about gene simmons it was that he was uh married to that uh erotic lady Shannon from channel Tweed, five of course. yes uh-huh. i think that's, that's the best thing two. about him. <laughs> Still waiting for that bit to come yeah. on, eh? It, the minute uh, he's been out with, uh, he's been stepping out with Sure. Has um, he? Do you, and, do you think and he's Diana an Ross? expert? <laughs> Dan Diana Ross. Do you think he's an expert at the Cunnilingus? No, I think it's all for sure. Do you? Yeah, if you've, I mean, if you've got to show it off, Brett. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I think I think he might be quite good at it, given the length. I think, That's all I'm saying. I think he's obviously can, you know, he could it. do it from a distance, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he might not. <laughs> he might not suffer from the the neck problems like the rest of us, but you know. <laughs> yeah, or, or the ulcer under the tongue. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever crossed paths with Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they've swapped tips. I think so. Obviously, Michael Douglas. Didn't come out all right out of that, did he? He was he was the unfortunate one. He was Don't know one. where he's been sticking his tongue. Well, Catherine's the there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame her for that, surely. No, of course not. Right. Are we going to talk about the thing we're going to talk about? Yes, we're going to talk about Sherlock Holmes, who I, I was who, the show, the 1984 or the 1980s version of Sherlock Holmes. Was uh-huh. it on ITV or BBC? ITV, Granada TV, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, starring Jeremy Brett, and he was mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes from, I think, 1983 to 1995. Did he die in 1995? And that was, he was Sherlock Holmes all the way up to then or something like that? Yeah, he was certainly towards the end in Ill, Ill Health and stuff like that. He was, uh, he had to take pills and things like that because he was bipolar okay he had heart problems and stuff like that which made him swell up so by the end he's kind of a little bit unrecognizable from the, the okay. start he's he's very big and he's sort swollen. of retaining water and stuff like that okay but he's mint and he's the best Sherlock Holmes ever so well here's what I was gonna say I don't I was going to say I've never seen or read any other Sherlock Holmes things other than this one episode, but then I realized 
I've seen the uh, Guy Ritchie films, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I really, love, and I, I, and I really like them. Yeah, I really like them. But I've never seen uh-huh. the Cumberbatch things. I've never seen any of any of the films or read any of the books or short stories. Um, mm-hmm. So there's only really Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. does Basil the Great Mouse Detective count? No, but Basil Rathbone does. And yes. uh, Peter Cushion, because Peter Cushion plays him in in a, a Hammer film, which is really good. Okay. But you don't know about this, Cliff, but I have, do you know how I have obsessions at certain times? Yes. Well, I, I had a Sherlock Holmes obsession for about two years. Okay. So I read everything. <laughs> okay. I read everything and I watched all these. Uh, I watched all the Jeremy Brett ones and the. Um, the Hound of the Baskerville ones, the Hammer one and stuff like that. And it coincided with uh, the time that Sullen got to Wembley. So, yeah, me and the wife went to Baker Street and we went okay. to the museum and stuff. Did you wind class. your way so down I, it? I put the hat on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I wind my way down it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the museum's amazing. Absolutely okay, class. Cool. So I was, uh, was reading all the, those books and stuff like that. On the, on the bus going to Wembley and coming back and stuff. So, yeah. And it, this is the best version, I think, of uh, of Sherlock Holmes. This one's very sort of faithful to the books and okay. stuff like that. Jeremy Brett was, like, obsessive about it being being the same as the books and stuff. He would carry, like, a book around with him and things like that, you know, to make sure it was correct. And okay. he would write the script and or make changes and stuff. So... I love it, mate. I think it's amazing. And the one what we do is the Speckled Band, isn't yes, it? That's the one that we do. Yeah, the Speckled Band. Had he read this one before? Uh huh. Yeah, I've, I've read. I've read them all. I think read them all. Um. So a bit yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> a bit boastful. Most of them are short stories. I think there's only four novels. Okay, this is under the basketballs one. Yeah, most of them. Are, I think there's like fifty six short stories or something like that. Okay. So, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing about Sherlock Holmes, the greatest invention of a character ever, would you say? I think so. What do you mean? What invention? Well, you what? What invention? Say that again. You know, Conan Doyle's invented him. He's oh, created him. Okay. He's a fictional character. Oh, the greatest character. character ever invented. Yeah. More than Jesus. Jesus was real. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, Marty I McFly. So. Nah. See, I think he's the I think he's the greatest because most people think that Sherlock Holmes is real. Yeah, that's, that's you know true. what I mean. Right enough. Uh, he's just like he's he's in there, isn't he? Even though I didn't, we didn't read the books at school, which. I don't know why we didn't, because we should have done. So, yeah, like I said, I've never really watched or read or, or anything with Sherlock Holmes. But yeah, you you know the character. You feel like you know what he's about and what he does, even if you've never uh-huh. done any of those things. So you you watch it with a certain knowledge of what it's going to be like and what it's going to be about. Then I, I kind of rediscovered it as a, an adult, and I just became obsessed with it for two years. So, so yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Like, it's it's great. The production values and stuff are just magnificent for an ITV drama. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. wonderful. I mean, it's a bit like Downton Abbey style thing, isn't it? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I know we've said it loads of times, but I could see myself like watching more of them. Again, I probably won't, but I could definitely 
could see myself going, oh, I wonder what the next one is or what the next yeah. one is. Um, well, I will because I've just bought the box set. Oh, have you? All right. EB. So there um, you go. <laughs> but this one's good. I, I also had no idea who Jeremy Brett was. Like, Did you not? No, no idea whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, well, I thought I mean, he it, was excellent. Yeah, he's class, isn't he? Well, he's so absolutely, over I mean, the top. Well, Sherlock Holmes is eccentric, isn't he? He's eccentric in the books and stuff, and uh, and Jeremy Brett's exactly like that, but also energetic at the same time, obviously mm-hmm. in the earlier ones before he got ill and stuff. And um, he was warned not to take the role and things like that because it would, like, consume him, and he, he sort of took it eventually. I think before that, he was offered James Bond and turned that down for the, okay. the same reason. Um, but, yeah, he, he said that he started having dreams about Sherlock Holmes and then they turned into nightmares. He was oh, like okay. consumed by the, the role completely and stuff okay. and it affected his health. Well but yeah he's meant. Yeah he's excellent. Like he he's kind of exactly what I thought the character would be like or expected him to be like. In fact mm-hmm. I thought he was a bit like a bit much I suppose and you've seen some people he's because he's quite He's a very, he is very over the top character, but he's very like kind of in in your face, so not you as a viewer, uh-huh. but the people he's talking to, in it. Yeah, he's like, he's very, he's like jumping up and down, and he's you know he's mm-hmm. shouting them. He's not very pleasant to them. Um, no, I think he seems. I think people would say he was autistic. Now he's on the spectrum. Probably. Well, he's he's yeah. I mean, he he doesn't particularly like people. I don't think. Yeah. I think that's his problem. Do you know what I mean? Also, he's a drug addict, so that doesn't help. That's another reason why I think he's like a a fantastic character, especially for those times and stuff like that, because he's flawed, isn't he? He's he's addi- he's addicted to morphine and cocaine and stuff like that. Okay. So he's a flawed character. So he's like almost like the template for a, a kind of. A hero, but a hero with flaws, because they're yeah. the ones that you, you know, they're the ones that appeal to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't like also, Superman. He's much, too much super. like you, a hero with flaws. Thanks very much, and you. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you're more the Superman. I'm I'll no, take it if I'm Sherlock Holmes. And I'm, you're no, Superman. I'm no hero, Brett. <laughs> I'm just a normal man trying to trying to do the right thing by people. Try, trying to make his way in life <laughs> in this thing we call life. <laughs> so yes, this is this is the speckle band, isn't it? It's about mm-hmm. a young woman who asks Sherlock Holmes for help when her ill-tempered stepfather moves her into the same room where her sister died in very suspicious circumstances. Yeah, it's re- it's a ridiculous story, like a really it is really not ridiculous. ridiculous story. It is brilliant. Brett, answer, answer me this, Brett. Why? Yes, I will. Why are the gypsies in there? Well, I'll tell you why. The gypsies are there because <laughs> this man, right, has been turned almost evil by his time in the <laughs> tropics. So, <laughs> which is a very colonial way of looking at things. It's I think quite, isn't it's it? quite a colonial uh, subtext yeah. to this story, isn't it? There um, is. So yeah, there's a doctor, isn't it, called Doctor Grimsby Roylet. There's a lot of gypsies, but then there's what can only be described as a scruffy posh man appears and says, "Get off my land!" and throws him in the river. And you find uh-huh. out this man he's uh, he's sympathetic with the gypsies who he's allowing to live on his land yeah. of his uh, uh-huh. of his ancestral pile. He does, but the, the gypsies are all the, also there as a red heron, aren't they? 
because you yeah, somehow yeah, yeah, feel. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he asked us to explain it, so I'm <laughs> bloody doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the gypsies are there, like I say, it's a red heron because you think the gypsies have got to have something to do with well, this mystery. I, I don't think. Along. I don't think the program does enough to make you think that because they well, just appear a bit. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't think so. Well, it's so, called. There's such it's a called the part. speckled band. Yeah, it's called the speckled band, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know what the speckled band is. No. And I think at one point Watson goes, maybe it's a speckled band, as in a band of people like the gypsies. And I think, it, and, and then like I that. think he says, or oh, maybe <laughs> like the scarf that might have spots yeah. in it because gypsies wear scarves. It's true of all gypsies, and mm-hmm. we know this, don't we? Mm-hmm. Even the boxer <laughs> ones. Um, Even the boxer ones. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's under, I think it's underplayed a bit in the end, that bit. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're obviously there to throw you off the scent of what really might be happening. And to be honest, mm-hmm. Brett, what really is happening, I don't think anybody in a million years would have guessed. So I don't think you need the gypsies on that front because <laughs> it's, 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 well, it's not. Sherlock Holmes guesses, doesn't he? Because he's the greatest detective of all time. Better than I, Batman. I think so it's improbable, improbable that he guesses. You see, the, the joy of Sherlock Holmes and the joy of the of the books and stuff like that is generally the motive is is kind of revealed. The art certainly is in this anyway. So yeah. the Doctor Ryla or whatever, he's come back from India. His wife's died, and he's gone to his ancestral home. And Sherlock and Watson find out that if the daughters marry because he's got two daughters. If the daughters marry, then he'll his wife's daughter. stepdaughters. Yeah, he'll lose his wife's inheritance and he'll he'll be left with a pittance. So they've got the motive straight away. So you know the motive. The the clever thing about the story is how is he trying to knock them off? That's the clever thing. Yeah, because one of the the daughters has already succumbed to whatever the yeah, daughters and gonna, the surviving gonna do. one. And I don't like mm-hmm. the surviving one. Do you know why? No, I don't like her. She's not very likable, I don't think. And I like her. And Armitage, the, the betrothed Armitage, like it's what? What's the point in him? <laughs> what's the where's, point? In well, him? where's he when all this is going on? He well, he's, 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 he, I think he makes these excuses and leaves at the start, doesn't well, he? Yeah, because of a cantankerous stepfather. Yeah, very exactly. Pleasant man to be around, isn't he? I like he it is. when he uh, was having a small glass of whiskey with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that bit was good. And then he was Don't... feeding some parrots. Yes, because that is the other the other bit that he's he's uh, he's taken from the tropics, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Animals. He's literally taken a bunch of animals from the has... subcontinent and brought them. He back lives with with the gypsies. He lives with a cheetah and a baboon. Uh-huh. So and, that's that's lovely. They parrots. roam the grounds freely, uh-huh. don't they? They're quite. Uh-huh. They're so very upset about the cheetah roaming the grounds freely, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, Miss Stoner goes to Sherlock Holmes because her sister has died in strange circumstances, and uh, as she's dying, she says, "It was a speckled band. It was a speckled band," uh-huh. and I think she's just either delirious or. Yeah. You know, she's making it up, whatever. But Holmes the, doesn't. The surviving sister says uh, 
she believes she died of, of fright or something. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what for, but she died of fright. Um, so the survivors... People believe that you could die of just fright, though, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They did. Um, well, the surviving sister goes to see Holmes to, to, to tell her this. The reason that she's like now embroiled in it is because she goes into her bedroom and the dad has removed the, the wall. The bricks have come out of the wall <laughs> and he says, oh, uh-huh. there's, some, there's some work getting done. You have to go and stay in your sister's room. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, not my sister's room. You know I can't stay in there. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah. you're going to have to stay in there. What's wrong? It's a perfectly good room. <laughs> and that's the main to make it up. <laughs> he's, he's great, isn't he, the guy that plays He's uh, absolutely superb. Absolutely Jeremy amazing. Kemp. Yeah, and uh, he's have fast. a look at some of the other things he's in. Aye, I did. Uh-huh. He's, he's in a few different things, isn't he? Aye, so you, uh, you, can, you can see them if you want. Well, I can't remember them. That's why I asked you. But <laughs> 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 uh, well, he's got a great. He's, a, he's in Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's what I was going to say. He plays John God's dad, doesn't he? Brother. Brother. All right. He okay. plays his brother. Aye. But they're also um, Miss Stone as well. She's also in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, is she? So there's a few. Aye. Uh huh. I think she's Irish. Or she plays an Irish uh, woman okay. in that or whatever. Well, but yeah. So she has to go and stay in the sister's room where she hears uh-huh. a low whistling noise. <laughs> a low whistling noise in the night, uh-huh. which keeps her awake. And that's why she has to go and see yeah. Mr. Holmes. She also, sir. <laughs> Just, just Holmes, just, <laughs> just Holmes, little dim. Sherlock Holmes, no professor. Um, but yeah, the uh, our other sister has also said that she had had been hearing the same things before her demise or whatever. Mm-hmm. So suddenly she's moved into this room where her sister was was sort of living or whatever just before she was due to be married, and then she she met her demise and stuff like that. So yeah, the same things are happening to her because. You, lo and behold, she is also due to be married as well, isn't she? <laughs> so there's the inheritance gone for this fella. So yeah. again, we know the more of we know it's definitely him who's trying to kill the, these daughters. So there's a bit that um, she says, "Oh, he's turned very unpleasant since he came back from India. He was in mm-hmm. Calcutta where he was a doctor, and then it all kind of ended. And he came home and he bought the cheetah and the baboon. Do you know why it ended? Because well, he it's... beat his Indian servant to death <laughs> with his bare hands. That's why. The tropics, you see, he's gone to India and Nobody the tropics have got this, in. But I've got a very sad face on right now. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what happened. It doesn't say that in the show, does it? Does, yeah, does. When they're on the, when they're on the train, when they're revealing the motive and, and the will that he'll lose the money, um, Watson goes to see his friend who was also oh. in, in India or whatever. I, I and he says... So this is the ah. bit that I was... Go- I missed because you said, I know who will help us. So I'll go and ask me mate who was there. Yeah. And I I, when did this happen? Because I, I watched I watched it. I don't know. What, I missed this. I was it's, thinking, well, when are we going to get the answer to this? Right. Well, there's a, a very famous drawn out of the books where they're both sitting on a train, where Holmes and Watson are sitting on a train, and it's almost a recreation of that drawn. 
where they're both sitting on a train and they reveal the motive. Okay, okay. So you missed that bit because that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I heard the bit about the the inheritance and all of that stuff, but all the way through, I was thinking, mm-hmm. well, when's Watson going to go and see his mate about what's what's up with this fella? Yeah, I, I mean, it does happen off screen, so he's only talking about it. So, but yes, it definitely does happen. Doesn't but show him before this before this happens. Cliff is your favourite bit, isn't it? Because obviously the daughter goes to see Holmes, Miss Stoner. She leaves. Amazing. She explains the whole story. And who should burst in well, after finding out he, she's gone to visit? It, it's Holmes? amazing. So I mean, he's he's suspicious, Royland. Uh, so when she's gone to London to see Holmes, he's looking, he's snooping through her stuff and sees the uh, some correspondence yeah. that where somebody's sure. suggesting she goes and sees Holmes. So he decides to go and have it out with Holmes himself. So Miss Stoner is in there. Yeah. Um, she's there telling her our woes, and he and Holmes is very, very excited by the prospect of trying to sort this out. Um, yeah. And she le- she's like, well, I better go because uh, I don't want to arouse any suspicion. And she leaves, mm-hmm. and Watson's like, well, more breakfast for us then. And instantly, like instantly, as soon as she walks out the door, he bursts yeah. in, and he's furious he with Holmes, a meddler. He calls him a meddler. <laughs> he does call him the meddler, yes. Uh, he's got, he, he doesn't like Holmes at all, does he? No. He, he bursts in on Watson. Eating a, a rather burned kipper. Very, I, I think that's what it was. <laughs> very shriveled, crispy kipper. Yeah. I would say. Mrs. Hudson hasn't done well with that. No, and he's putting she? a lot of salt on it as well. I've done <laughs> oh, keen on Watson's breakfast at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the days have gone whereby a kipper was your breakfast. That's all One I can say. Crispy kipper. <laughs> and also, I don't blame Miss Stoner for leaving when she's like, You must stay for breakfast. She probably had a little glimpse of the tree and was like, Fuck that. What you I'm got? Kippers. I'm on my way back to wherever it is that she's come from. But um <laughs> Well, that's why Holmes doesn't eat, you see, because he doesn't he doesn't eat at all. Does he not? So, okay. Yeah. Doesn't like okay. eating. So, so anyway, he bursts in and he's you meddler, you stay away. And uh he says you wouldn't you don't want to mess with me. I'm a very difficult man. If you mess with me, you don't know mm-hmm. what I can do. Then he picks up a poker from the fireplace and bends it mm-hmm. rather theatrically in front of Holmes's face as so to warn him about how strong he is. <laughs> it is fantastic. Uh, which is the greatest thing. That used to happen all the time in, in like the 80s and stuff like that, didn't it? Like the, if there was like a bully or whatever, he'd show his test of strength by, I don't know, crushing Bending a coke cap yeah, or, or snapping, something like that. Snapping yeah. a pool cue or something. It's fantastic watching him bend. It is. But almost... Because his face is beetroot, isn't it? All the way through. He's puce. <laughs> he is puce. <laughs> 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 but then almost as good as when he leaves. And, any any fans of their film Santa Claus the movie will like the word puce <laughs> <laughs> then when he's, he leaves the room after that he basically just walks out after that like I'm sure I'll show you Holmes uh, yeah I'm scared of him but then Holmes bends it back in uh-huh. the most comedy way I've ever seen. <laughs> it's an absolute picture. It's super. It it's really, really good. 
basically to then go and have a look at the house and try and find out what's going on, don't they? Yes, you know, while the doctor's what, away. What do you think of Watson? Well, yeah, I like Watson. I, I think he's good. Um, I mean, this this is a... Uh, the start of these programs and stuff like that. And they're, they're almost kind of getting used to each other. And I think it's the same in the books and stuff like that. Okay. They're all kind of getting used to each because Sherlock Holmes is not a fan of people particularly or yeah. whatever, but yeah, I think he's good. He, he does change. Watson does okay. change uh, into another and stuff like that. I think he was just replaced. I was trying to look for it. I find <laughs> a <right>. reason. <laughs> The wife, but yeah, I think he's good. I think he's good. I mean, perfect double act, isn't it? Watson is like a man of action, really. He's a war hero and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's got his revolver, but you know, Sherlock Holmes is the clever one, isn't it? It's like, yeah, that's how it works. But yeah, I like what do you think of Watson then? Uh, I, th- I expected him to do a bit more in this, but then again, I missed a bit where he uncovers the truth about what's really going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uncovers part of the truth, doesn't he? But the fact is that nobody Sherlock Holmes. So these books and the and these stories are so clever. You're not gonna know. You're not gonna know what's what's happening. It's only Sherlock Holmes yeah. that knows. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, you kind of guess what, what what the outcome is. Yeah. So that's why it's clever. And that's why Sherlock Holmes is the person that, I say the person, he's not a real person. <laughs> I fell into that trap. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I thought it was good. I think the bit where they go to the house, I mean, it is a bit, <laughs> a bit far-fetched, I would say. But, you know, you're saying it's just because he's a genius, he worked it out. Um, but... The steak out well, the house. Would you like us to, well, you'd like us to t- try and explain. So he, he goes to the window. He finds that the shutters are closed. There's no way of getting in. So yeah. it's a it's a locked room mystery, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. So nobody can get in. Nobody can get out. Whatever, because the doors are locked. And then he sort of has a look inside the rooms. There's a bed that's attached to the floor, so it can't be moved. There's a ventilator. And there's a bell pull as well, mm-hmm. which Watson pulls, but there's no bell. So no, why is it yeah. there? It comes off. And then he goes into the good doctor's room. He finds a safe, right? And on top of the safe is a saucer of milk. And he says, do you have a cat? Is there yeah. a cat in this safe? And he, no, just no we don't have a cat. <laughs> just a cheetah and a baboon. That's all we have. <laughs> And also they find a leash, a very small leash, a dog leash that's just tied at the end and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So by this time, because of obviously the fact that the man or the doctor keeps these exotic animals, he's put all this together in this wonderful way. And our, my favourite bit is when they're waiting outside, they're waiting in a cottage and they're yeah. waiting for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're waiting for all this stuff to happen. It's so creepy. Is the best whispering I've ever heard in my life. I, I love the whispering. <laughs> so that she, uh, Miss Stoner leaves the, the sort of windows open, they creep into the room, she's not there, and they find out what Dr. Right, Dr. Grimsby Royland is doing to try and kill the daughters, which I'll let you explain. What well, is let's, it? Let's How is he I, trying to kill them? Let's go back and do it justice. In the safe in his room is... Mm-hmm. India's most poisonous snake, not yes, the, the one, but like the the species. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it's, a, it's a swamp adder. A swamp adder, yeah. So that's in the <laughs> safe in his room. I've still, I presume it likes milk. I'm a bit unsure about the milk. It doesn't really dry it. So I presume it's just known that snakes like milk. Seems weird. <laughs> um, so this snake is in the safe. And on a nighttime, what he's done is trained the snake to mm -hmm. go through the vents. We yeah. always love a good vent. So I'm we quite do happy love a good vent. I'm quite happy yeah. that that happened. And the snake uh -huh. then comes out of the other side yes. into where the girl lady is sleeping. Yep. Down she, the bell pull. Down the bell pull. Have a bell. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's, it's just a rope. Slithering down there and it doesn't make a noise. And that's how it gets down. And then mm -hmm. it goes around her neck, and it, it can, it'll only take one little little nip, and mm -hmm. it'll be dead in seconds. Yes, that's right, isn't it? And then it goes uh, back, it's up, right. back up the bell pull through uh -huh. the vent, back into the mm -hmm. other room where the doctor's got his little leash thing that he gives it a little whip with, and he leads it back into the, have a little. It let he lets it look at the milk, and then he puts it in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He's trained the uh, the the swamp adder to it, with his whistle, so we we'll hear the whistle and stuff like that. So he's trained it. Here, here's your milk. Here's your milk, and he's he's trained it to go through the vents, down the rope. It may not bite the woman for he as home says he can't guarantee. ten days. He can't guarantee. So he's got to try this every night. Every single night, At some point, until it happens. I quite what I quite like about it is that he's quite happy for it to be alive until she's just about to get married. <laughs> <laughs> like he could just kill her any time, mm -hmm. but it, like he's got well, to wait until it's a mere days before she's about to get married. Yeah, and then he's like, well, well, he's, I better he, fucking get rid of her. In, in fantastic sort of Victorian style, he's a man of a profession and a, a, an alleviated yeah. profession as well, isn't he? So he wouldn't just resort to downright violence. There'd have to be a reason behind it or whatever. So he would only do it when he needs to. Type but, you know what? I he's, mean, a, he's, a, he's a rose. Suspicion has a rose because both girls have died. Or are about to die before they just before they get married. I think yes, he has a little bit but clever if he just did it a different time. If he had have just got a Lestrade or whatever, who's like the, the, just a normal Scotland Yard detective, I don't think he would have worked out that uh, the good doctor would have trained a snake to, to go through the vents. No, down it's the a ridiculous uh, way of it's not ridiculous. It. I think it's absolutely class. I think it's amazing. I was hoping I for more of it's the clever as fuck. <laughs> well, we'd all like a bit. It was of quite a baboon. fat baboon, wasn't it? Like it had a big, was like a big, baboon? big wobbly belly. You see, I love all this gothic stuff, and because it is pretty gothic, this, yeah, this, yeah. this stuff. But like the thing I hate is class. I hate class. I hate the the class system in in the United Kingdom and things like that. So it's weird that these stories appeal to us because that they're laden with that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, the hammer stuff is exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's more the gothic kind of thing that appeals to us. I mean, there's, there's a part where I just thought, oh, you stupid git, where the the, <laughs> the guy, the uh, the doctor has scared off all the servants. So the, yeah. the two daughters have got to do the housework themselves. Yeah. And they've turned grey. 
because of the, the artwork. Yeah, yeah. Right? Great hair. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Her hair was already white and she was but 30 years old. But 30 years old, exactly. <laughs> because they've had a bit of hard work, these these two upper class women. They've, they've gone completely grey. But I don't know. I, I, I love these stories, man. I think it's like it's like going back in time. It's like time traveling, reading no, these stories. We haven't said what happens. Sherlock Holmes uh, no, real, works out what's going on. So he gets the of daughter. He, does. he gets the daughter out of the room, but the doctor mm-hmm. doesn't know. So he's in there by candlelight, waiting for the yeah. adder to come down. And don't fall. Very life may depend on it. <laughs> Fantastic and, whisperer, yeah, really Jeremy good whisperer. Brett. And then, yeah. what what happens? He uh, he get, he gets the snake right worked up, and by the time it gets back to the doctor's room, it's too head up just to go back in the safe, so it kills him instead. <laughs> yeah, and then you Which see just the wonderful. dead the dead doctor with the snake around his neck. It's quite uh-huh. quite a sight. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a sight. It is. I mean, I I, I love that. I mean, it's it's so long ago these stories and stuff like that. I love the mystery of it, the fact that you know it's called the Speckled Band, and you think, what's a Speckled Band? You just think it's a band round your wrist or a band round your neck or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But no, the Speckled Band is is a snake, mm-hmm. and I just think that that's I just love it. No, no, Fantastic good, mystery, yeah. love yeah. room, and that I'd advise anybody to watch all of these Sherlock Holmes. From the eighties, the Granada TV stuff. Read the books because they're most of my short stories anyway. So just read them. They're they're amazing. And uh, Jeremy Brett's the best. Jeremy Brett is really really good. It's like he's like neurotic and excitable and and uh, a bit obtuse. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's just good. So, yeah, he's excellent. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. Thank yeah, you for making watching. me watch some Sherlock Holmes. No problem. We don't have a quiz, do we? Because we couldn't be asked. No, it's... I don't know. Not, have you got a quiz? It's not been a quiz week, really, for me. <laughs> it hasn't been a quiz week, has it? Yeah. It hasn't been a quiz week for but, me either. But what we can so, do is we can make up for that with an eight-minute-long song <laughs> that we're going to play. I've, I must have listened to this song about ten times, I think, Cliff. That's how, that's how much yeah. I think of it. And, and it's got the Kraut Rock sort of influence for you because you love that stuff, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think it's great. Just a droney, guitar-laden kind of effect. Just great. Just a, a, a slow, swampy groove, isn't it? Like, it's, uh, I love it. Um, it reminds me of, like, you know, Oasis uh, albums and stuff like that when there would be, like, a hidden song, like The Cage or something like that. Nick DeSalvo, who's uh, also in a band called Elder. Um, and yeah, this is his solo project called Delvin, and the song's called Delvin. And yeah, I think it's superb. I don't know how you found it. I, I searched it out. Searched it out. That's what I did. What did you do? What did you search? I'm very happy that it's on. All I'd say to anybody listening and somebody thinking, seven minutes, I can't give seven minutes of my life up. Give seven minutes of your life you should, up to yeah. this song because it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely class. Well, let's get it on. It'll be better. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy Sherlock Holmes. You should go watch it. And the lovely Jeremy Brett Davidson, thank you so much for everything that you do for all of us. And this is Delving. Bye, Delving. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. See you later. (laughs) 
Ganz bald. Ganz bald.